This is our second session on 2 Thessalonians 3, 1-5, and we want to get the bigger picture of those verses right there, 3 through 5, before we look at any details like the faithfulness of the Lord or being directed to the love of God. So let's see if we can see how this fits together as a whole, and then next time we'll do some details. So, Father, as we look at this, but the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ as we look at this, Lord. I pray that we will understand something of the role of prayer and how our prayers and your faithfulness function together to produce this kind of obedience. That's what I ask for, that we would not only see it, but that we would experience this obedience from these two roots in our own lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So verse 3. But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. So there is a a tremendous expression of confidence in God is faithful, meaning he's going to do this. He's going to establish them, and he's going to guard them from the evil one. That leads to verse 4. And we have confidence in the Lord about you. Yes, in the Lord's faithfulness about you, because this is what the Lord's faithfulness is going to do. We have confidence about you that you are doing and will do the things that we command. So that would be summarized as they will obey. And I'm suggesting that this is is an inference from that. God is faithful. He establishes. He guards. Therefore, we can have confidence that you're going to do the things that we command. And then, interestingly, perhaps not surprisingly, if you've been in sync with what Paul is thinking, He prays again. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And so I'm going to, again, call this an inference. Therefore, he prays that God What? Show them or give them? Let's say show them all they need to be obedient. So we believe and we're confident that you're going to be obedient to everything we command. And so we pray 
that the Lord will direct your hearts. Direct your hearts to the love of God so that you see it, experience it, taste it, enjoy it, God's love for you, and to the steadfastness of Christ as a a beautiful commitment to you and a beautiful model for you. Now, how then do these these two orange pieces relate to that yellow piece? This, this I would say, wouldn't you agree, is um, a means to this. And this is the end. Obedience is the goal. You will do all the things we command. And as a means to that end, I am therefore going to pray for you that your hearts would be so caught up into the love of God and so caught up into the steadfastness of Christ that you will have everything you need in order to be obedient with joy to my commands. This is a means, isn't it? What about this? The Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. He's going to establish you. He's going to guard you. So this too is a means to this end. That's why Paul has this confidence. Because the Lord is faithful, I have confidence you're going to obey. And to the end that you will obey, I'm going to pray that you be filled with the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. Now, here's, here's the thing to get into our thick skulls, Piper. Get this into your skull. Namely, that if God's faithfulness is decisive, as the establishing and the guarding and the therefore the obedience. Don't draw the false conclusion, oh, I don't need to pray. I don't need to become a means to the end of their obedience because God is the means to the end of their obedience. That is the mistake that so many make when they when they start to see the 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 power of the faithfulness and the sovereignty of God. God is the one who's faithful. God is decisive in establishing them and guarding them. So just trust God to do it. That's just not the way Paul thought. When Paul was done saying, God is faithful, God establishes, God guards, God thus enables them to be obedient, then he does his part because he knows God has planned Christianity. God has planned the Christian life so that prayers are the means by which his faithfulness becomes powerful. That's what we infer from this. If if there are two kinds of means here to this end, then we should do them both or trust them both. We see the divine means, this is divine means, God's means, and this is human means. And God intends for his divine means of faithful establishing and guarding to work through human means as the apostle prays for their hearts to experience God's love and Christ's steadfastness in such a way that they become obedient in everything Paul teaches.
So I'm just suggesting that the very order of those commands and the way they fit together show us how to lean upon the faithfulness of God for obedience and yet not fail to do our praying part that those who need to obey, that would be ourselves, our children, our friends, everybody we know who's a Christian who needs to obey, we would pray that their hearts would be directed to the love of God. You can think of people right now, can't you, who need to have their hearts directed, and this is God's doing. We'll come back to this maybe next time or the time after. God is the one who takes a human heart that's starting to go haywire and go on a detour out of the way, and he gets that heart, that's a heart, (laughs) and he directs it. Boom. Oh, look at the glorious love of God. Oh, look at the greatness of the steadfastness of Christ. How could I not then want to obey his word?